Welcome back to System Ministrivia, the podcast where our bottles are intact. This is Brent. I am a dragon and I am a killer. I have a large pee pee. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm Peyton. He's Peyton. And that was Jay. Yeah. So tonight, you're not gonna touch it. He's not gonna no, touch I don't. I don't want to touch it. But it's such a big. It's got such a big I tip on it. I don't want to touch your pee pee. I feel like I'm seven years old calling it a pee <laughs> so, so tonight, before we start our bands, we're going to be, just so you know, we're going to be talking about restructuring, Something sobering. restructuring infrastructure. But if you had the chance to do it all over again, how would you do it? Stuff like that. So if you don't want to listen to that, find another episode. Find another podcast. Huh. We don't care. Huh. Oh, that reminds me. Wait. <laughs> Speaking of finding another podcast. Speaking of, so we, more specifically I, but you know we all kind of it was it was fairly mutual. Mutual. We have decided that this will be our last season. So after this season, no more new episodes. I'll still leave the archive up. I might even post a new, you know, article to the website or two here and there. We will still remain your favorite co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. Discord's gonna gonna keep up because you know we do have a decent community, but with there, but yeah, the, the podcast will be going the way of the dodos. Mystic rule. I'm very sorry that you just caught yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, he just. I feel so up. bad for you. <laughs> but also, I mean, you know, it's time. I should have started listening. You it'll know, be seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been doing it for seven years, so like, it's time. So yeah. So. Just so you guys know, we want you all, if you're a listener, we want you there as part of the shit show. We'll have details forthcoming on that, but make sure you... It's gonna be a rager! Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a rager. Just make it's sure... It's gonna be better than that one year where I got really drunk to yell on the mic for the <laughs> that was That was so good. Can you do that again? Uh, no. <laughs> I told my wife I would not do that again, Dang ever. <laughs> that was so good, though. That was our best shit show. <laughs> She was like, I came down, and he had his lips on the mic, and he was yelling. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so... I think they recorded that, and I, get, I went back and watched it, yes. and it was it was humorous, to, uh, to say the It least. was quite humorous. <laughs> yeah, so keep your eyes posted. We'll, we'll post a date for that, a date and time, whenever we know. It might be... It'll be, uh, you know, mid early mid-December. Yeah. Yeah, early mid-December. It's not really personal, but it also is, and we're doing this because you made us quit. What? Whoever. What? You know, you. <laughs> who is you? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That the guy. People that list? guy right there. He knows. Is it a mayor? He knows who we're talking to. No, a mayor would never make us quit. Are you sure about that? Hey, uh, shout out to a mayor. <laughs> shout out to Mr. Gruel. Shout out to, uh, to Brent. To Yo, Tom. Chimples. Yeah. Yo, Chimples. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to my wife. Hey, shout out to Chofford. Shout out to um, yeah! Shout out to Katie! Shout out to Jathan! Shout out to Peyton! Clams Maloney! Shout out to Mrs. Peyton! Beaches! Clams! Lost the game! And shout out to Taters! So I know you don't listen, but shout out to you! Yeah, LostTheGame.com. Johnny! No, did I? Johnny did I just, how you doing, buddy? Did I just? Lose you like it when when Beaches posted that thing about whatever it was, and I was like, so it sounds like you lost the game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I saw. I was. Dang it! I know you did. I tagged you. I know. I know. I wasn't happy about it because I lost. Know, you know. I lost. Well, you shouldn't be a loser. Well, you should be a winner. I well, then I have winner. some bad news for you, uh, Peyton. I just lost again. What's... I, I, okay. I literally just said I lost. 
Yeah. He just he said he lost the game a few months ago. So well, yeah, but count. I, I didn't. There's a I didn't mentally process it until now. Oh well. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that except, <laughs> except derp. Pretty much. I was. <laughs> my, Listen, when you my when you put the full, tip of the Q-tip in your ear, mm. you have to stop when you meet resistance. Mm. Okay. Mm. You don't want to push it. You don't want to just shove it all the way in. You know. It's, what? 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 I think there's a delay. I think there's a delay. <laughs> I, I think I'm using Q-tips wrong. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow. Jathan, you you weren't with us last time. You weren't. What on did I you do? Well, okay. So, tell us about this illegal work you did for your new house. No, uh, so I. Do you want to see <laughs> your plans? Well, I, I hadn't even announced that we were buying a house plans. yet. At any. Point. I mean. I think it's okay Maybe. to assume that you're buying a house. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it is because I think there is something that's hanging in the balance now that may make it so we don't buy a house. So, what's hanging what, in the balance? in general or this house? This house, but okay. Well, you're still planning what's... on buying a house, yes? What's hanging in the balance? Tell, tell the it's world. It's the thing he was the talking about earlier. Oh, oh, oh! And hosts. Uh, does it start with an R yes. and an and, uh, and yes. So. Yeah. Well, I, wait, wait, wait. Do you want to bant it or do you want to 15 clams it? Because no, if you 15 clams, clams it. It's not going to be about buying a house. Okay. All right. I, well, that's why we have the okay. clams, Jason. I also don't. Whatever that's, you that's want. Why we have the... Yeah, but I normally try to keep it relevant, mostly. <laughs> well, you, you do? <laughs> that's news to me. That's why we have the clams. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't even really necessarily want to bant it. I mean, I, I don't want to jinx anything. I just. Uh. By the time we are doing this in two weeks, it will have either happened or not. Mm-hmm. And then two I may weeks? have. Yeah, that, closing is supposed to be August sixteenth. That might get pushed because that particular thing that that the provider thing you want that starts done, with R yeah, ends in N. That thing that your provider or X once done. Yeah. That takes like a year. No, it doesn't. It's happening tomorrow. It's supposed to take like a year. It's supposed to be done over time. No, no. Yeah, look it up if you don't believe me. What, what exactly do it is properly. supposed to be done? In, what are you talking about? Well, it's the just collection a... of the relevant data. No, it's not. It's, it's supposed a, to be yeah, done is. over 48 hours. Mm-mm. No, it's supposed to be done over a year. I know, because I, I have a elimination. So Welcome I have to back test. to oh, Real Estate and Trivia. It. Editor, wow. Now we've all got cancer. <laughs> I mean, probably go you edit asshole. that out? Can you edit that out? I edit that. Clear that up. Make Jathan sound worse. I mean better. <laughs> and it's okay if you don't think. I just bleep it, I guess. Anyway, no. The I whole the point bleeps. is... Anyway. Anyway. What the, you asked was, what? where was I last week? Yes. So, between us working on the process of buying a house with a relatively short close, and mm-hmm. also some new things happening at work, yep. uh-huh. I have just been... Honestly, exhausted. And by last week, it was like I had kind of forgotten we were supposed to record. <laughs> oh, I see. You just bagged and, on us. Well, I mean, I was just, I was so beat. I just. Sounds like you're a quitter. I mm. laid down on the couch. I ate dinner. I mean, that night I was messaging you guys. I didn't eat dinner until Katie was not home. She was in a different state at the time. I recorded without eating dinner before. Well, yeah, that's nice. But I. I've literally ate before we recorded. Like, literally sitting here as we're warming up to get ready to eat. Well, when I eat in the microphone, you yell at me. Well, because nobody wants to hear it. You also eat very sloppily. You're a very loud eater, Jaython. 
You're a very loud eater. Very I can't loud pee eater. right. I can't eat right. <laughs> You're just loud. You're just a loud biological I mean, person. You, you, listen. You type loud, you eat loud, you drink loud. Like, you're just loud. I kind of want to... fine, because I'm loud, too. Dithon, I kind of want to put you in, like, that super soundproof room where you, like, you go crazy because you can hear your own heartbeat. <laughs> I want to put you in there and see how long you last. <laughs> He'd last about five minutes. I'd be fine. Yeah, you're I don't know. <laughs> What's interesting is I actually really hate, like, bodily sounds. Like, mm. you it's know, around. chewing... And yet you subject us to these sounds. Well, no. Mm-hmm. And people, people, I have recordings of him peeing and eating. Not at the same time, record, to our knowledge. We re- well, to our knowledge. I record the pre and after, and I save them. Yeah, like a whiz and, and a slim jim. And, and, and I send them to, to Brent on occasion. <laughs> and so I think what I'll do is I'll, we could probably see about, you know, including the best ofs. Oh, I might, I might, I might have wiped them. I'll have to check. I don't think I'll anybody to wants to hear that. Well, you know, maybe. They're fun. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I have them all, Brent, so oh, I can, I can okay. send them to you. So last week, I, I napped. I ate dinner pretty late. I just needed a, a night off. I can't really mm-hmm. talk about the work stuff, but, well, maybe I'll... Well, he wanted to slam a rail and chase the dragon. What? <laughs> slam a rail, Jathan, and chase the dragon. What does that mean? Heroin, Jathan. We're here because we care. Heroin will do nothing good oh, for you. Hey, who's what doing the fuck, heroin? Mr. Fucking, I'm going to put dip in my mouth <laughs> and fucking have lip cancer and throat cancer and pancreatic cancer. Come on, fuck not. That shit's bad for you. Like, it's the worst shit in the possible word that you could put in your body besides, like, heroin. Or cigarettes. Yep. Listen to your mother, son. No, no, no. It's worse than cigarettes. It's, it's worse. You're nonsense. Like, you're literally, like, the background directly here, injecting the shit into your fucking, injecting into your bloodstream. It. Maybe you just did it wrong, dude. Literally. Well, no, that's no, that's how it works. No. That's why there's fi- there's usually fiberglass that's, that's in it. That's why it's but like that. In, fucking fucking I know, but that's why there usually is, so it, it works faster. Yes, it makes little tiny lacerations on your gums. Gets uh-huh, in the capillaries. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. What do, well, that's, uh-huh. that's why... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why you know it's it's less effective, but still effective even if it doesn't have the fiberglass because it's still being absorbed through the capillaries. Correct. Yes. Yeah. The background here for everyone listening is yeah. <laughs> I had never in my life tried chewing tobacco. So was it and it's was not it different chewing tobacco? Trying. It was whole leaf tobacco. Okay. Doesn't matter. Was it, was it like solidified it with like matter. molasses or something? Into it's a just brick? it's whatever Red Man does. Did you have to bite? Uh, oh, that's <laughs> I think they're chewing. Shredded oh. chewing tobacco. I am no. I mean, it's whole leaf. Yeah. So you're just so shoving a whole tobacco matter. leaf still, in your mouth. It's still very bad for you. It's still very bad for Jethan, you. Do you know how big tobacco leaves are? Not especially. Leaves? Uh, not honestly. They're not. about the size of your face, if not. I'm bigger. pretty sure I like cigars are actually rolled in whole leaves, like one contiguous leaf, right? Sort of. They roll it in such a way where it's not the entire width of a leaf. They, they roll <laughs> oh kind God. of diagonally, <laughs> so it's not really like. Yeah, but they roll them from whole leaves, yeah. Welcome back to Tobacco Adventist Trivia. Oh, man. Look at... Well, no, forget it. But anyway, <laughs> the, the point, point is... The whole, no, yeah. no, no, shut up. Shut up. The whole point is that you should not be doing any sort of tobacco in your mouth at all whatsoever. Okay. Also, I, there's different okay. strains of tobacco. So, like, if you, you get, like, Virginia leaves, for instance, Virginia tobacco, is tends to be a lot bigger, I think, than Cuban tobacco. Okay, the whole thing is, 
I one, I don't care about your pain, Peyton. Second, it was just <laughs> that's nice. It was just when you get lip cancer and your teeth literally fall out of your head. Thank God. And you have a hole in your <laughs> it's lip. It's gonna be hot. And you, your throat is rotting, rotting. away. Thought, and you get uh, pancreas, pancreatic cancer. Hayden, it, it's, and you can come back and be Hayden, like, Hayden, it's... Because you can't talk. Hayden, it's to assist him in his glory hole duties. No. Oh, the whole thing was... He doesn't, have teeth. He's he doesn't have teeth in his gums, and I'm sure it's hey, fine. Hey, you know? you hey. Kind of gum around to, oh, oh, oh. It was a once-and-done thing to say that I've done it. But you were, like, defending... It's used like every every sure because I think if that's something you want to do with your life, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. You may as well just do it. I don't. So uh, okay, that applies to heroin, crack, murder, murder, fucking uh, robbing a bank. No, uh, you know, yeah, no, uh, running for president. I mean, that is where that logic leads, Jayton. It is. It one hundred percent is. No, because it it doesn't hurt anybody else. Math. I mean, that. What about the ones you love, Jayton? What about the ones ones that love you? And now Katie has to kiss you with your dip mouth. She's not going to do that. You don't know if she kisses gross, me. Dude. Okay, well. <laughs> on that note, I'd like to talk about... Moving on. Uh, Peyton, <laughs> that sounds like a good segue for your tip. So we kind of sort of addressed this, you know, previously mid-pandemic. But I want to talk about it again because oh, wait, Apple... Shit. Wait, 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 wait. Other... Gotta wait. What? what? I just remembered something. What? 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 Guys. We haven't guys, our drinks. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, Holy shit. You go I first since it. you're a whiny bitch. It's all the uh, spit that I spit the other night while I was chewing on that That's tobacco gross. leaf. Perfect. That's you great. S- you're, great. You're drinking that'll, that'll from your, make your stomach. spittoon? Yep. Yeah, just, just a yep. mess with Peyton. But... Oh, gross. No. Gross. I'm, no I, I, I mean, I've watched guys do it, oh, so God. it doesn't bother no. me. I... <laughs> it sounds like it bothers Brent, though. It does. I... It's so gross. <laughs> I've watched people do it when oh, I was in high school. Oh, there's like phlegm in there, too. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gross, but... It doesn't, in the Marines, they, actually, Any, you do actually, anything. There was for a guy who did. Yeah. I was in high school. Oh, had, high school. He had a dark purple bottle. Yeah, and he'd spit right into it, and then he'd take a swig, no. just so the teacher wouldn't like get upset, get suspicious. Oh my god! Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Then what's no, the point of spitting? I don't know, man. All right. Anyway, know. I'm actually drinking anyway. extremely premium beer. Mm. You may or may not have heard of it before. Michelob Ultra. Called Rolling Rock. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! My beer is five dollars a bottle. Shit, beer. Yeah, that's how much Rolling Rock is, about five bucks no, a can. No. No. Dude, you haven't bought Rolling Rock in a while. No, I haven't. It's, uh... Shit, beer. Yeah, it's up there, dude. People finally Why? realized... Shit, People beer. finally realized that it's basically the best thing ever. No, no I mean, like, not. it's... I'll drink Shit. it. Let's get into the literature here. It's not five dollar beer. <laughs> it's ass <laughs> beer. Okay. It's ass. It's literally ass beer. Hayden. Ass. Hayden, he's going to read us Rolling Rock literature. He doesn't read, though, so... Using a time-honored recipe with only the finest malted barley <laughs> and blend of really fast so I can talk about what I want to... Rolling Rock is a classic American lager that is as well Shut known up. for its distinctive full-body taste Shut up. as it is for its craftsmanship, heritage, and green Shut bottle. Up. Shut your pie hole. This is a business trivia, now sponsored by Rolling Rock. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so you're you're drinking Roller Rock, uh, Rolling Rock. Peyton, what are you drinking? I have my new Amsterdam vodka. Vodka. Your vodka. My vodka. Excellent. God, you're putting that into your body, dude. <laughs> it's it's literally potatoes, okay? Well, it's, I mean, it's fermented potatoes. Let's not, you know. I am... Okay, but it doesn't actually, like, cause lip and throat cancer. It's not okay? even fermented potatoes. It's distilled potatoes. What? No. It's fermented. How do you think they... How do you... Where do you think the alcohol comes from, Jathan? What? Did he say it was... It could what? be distilled... 
alcohol. Sure, I but feel the like alcohol is I comes feel, from potatoes through fermentation. Yes, I feel like most you feel terrible. Well, no, I just think record. that I think I don't yes. know. Yeah, I have a sense that <laughs> uh huh. There is a shortcut that is not really like fermentation as we think of it used in making most spirits today. You what? What? You need to ferment it in some degree to get alcohol. That's how you get alcohol. Yes, but literally. It's not. No, no, no. There's no yes, but no. It's you literally have to. What? I'm not saying about alcohol. I'm not saying they're leaving potatoes sitting around in a sack. Right. That's the thing is, I don't know, like, is it really even potatoes or is it like they somehow like. What the fuck are you talking about? What? What? What are you? What I want to know is what. And can you share? At what point is there no longer a potato? Do they just boil potatoes to get the sugar out and then they ferment that? Or like, uh, it just doesn't seem likely to me that you could say vodka is a vegetable. That's all I'm saying. That would be a horribly inconvenient way of doing it, boiling them and trying to ferment that water. Because that's at that point you've reduced the amount of starch. I mean, that's well, no, you've broken it down more, so it's easier to ferment. That's what you do when you make beer. Yeah, but that's 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 the same potatoes, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how it works with potatoes. Okay, point being, there's still fermentation happening. Is there though, or do they just like? I think they make it. Don't they? Do they just make it a mash? Like chemically extract the potato starch? Don't Uh, they make it a mash? They thought. Probably, but I don't know. I've never been to a potato vodka farm. What do you think fermentation is? I know what fermentation is. Okay, what is it? It's when yeast and bacteria, or or anything really, breaks down sugars into alcohol and CO2, typically. Okay. It's just byproducts in general. Okay, so fermentation of alcohol. Dude, I ferment like everything. That definition would be satisfied whether they use the whole potato... Or like fucking extract, right? Uh, yeah, but no, okay. No, I'm no, not saying it it's not. <laughs> that's how. I don't know. That's how. I'm not saying it's happens. not fermentation. I'm saying okay. I, that is probably what came out of my mouth. But what I'm trying to say is, Peyton <laughs> no, said you know it doesn't matter that it, it was a vegetable, and I'm on. not convinced that the vegetable comes into contact well, with the process. When, when really, did I, technically, when did I say it was a vegetable? Potatoes aren't vegetables. They're. Too I nice. think you said it was a vegetable. Which are closer when did I to... say it was a vegetable? I swear to God, you said it was a vegetable, dude. I don't think you did. No, I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. Well, he... say it was a vegetable. <laughs> he said it was potato. <laughs> okay. okay. And he's a, not wrong. A potato is a tuber. It's not a vegetable. I, no, you wrong, said it was a vegetable. It is potato. You were talking about not. it being healthy. Oh, my what? gosh. Okay. It's not. Guys, okay. I still haven't even said what I'm drinking yet. Wow. Jathan is <laughs> on fire today. <laughs> Uh, good, good job. I'm listen, little buddy. I'm so proud of you. Why do you this think is, I needed a this week off? This is why. Okay, I am drinking. This is why we're done with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am drinking a Dragon's Milk Stout, which, if you'll remember correctly from last episode, two episodes ago, whenever it was, it was the bottle that I accidentally crushed and ruined. But I have, I have an intact bottle now because I was very careful opening it. So I'm drinking that. And I'm very happy about it. It's a very tasty stout. And that's it. Peyton, finally. Finally. What is your tip? My tip. Okay. So, you know how we've all been working from home Mm -hmm. from COVID and, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like the world has not fallen into disrepair, disarray. Or for like eight or or nine years or whatever, however long I've been doing it. Yep. Right. Well, you know, the mass majority of people who could have done so this past year. And my point is, 
that the world didn't stop turning, work was done, mm-hmm. and now we've got these CEOs of these companies, Amazon, Disney, etc., who are saying, you need to be back in the office yes. or else. Yep. And people are quitting. People, senior people, not bad people, senior good people are quitting and going to remote jobs that are guaranteed remote, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's what's really the whole point that I'm trying to get behind is that there are these old people in charge who don't understand that you don't need bodies and seats to get work done. Yeah. And, you know, in reality, what could happen is we could resume this work from home, keep going work from home, and, you know, and, and offer the people who want to be in the office, the social butterflies, the middle managers, hey, if you want to be in the office, by all means, here are the standards you have to abide by, and then leave everybody else alone so that we, we can actually have our lives and not have to drive and, and wear and tear on our vehicles and spend gas money and spend hours a day commuting, you know, it's just healthier for the planet. Mm. You know, I want to say it was L.A. that there was a brief, uh, there was a period during the pandemic, whatever it was at home, that the smog level was much less. Mm-hmm. And there's other parts of the world where the smog level China. was much less because people were not commuting. India. China, exactly. India, Exactly. So uh, my whole point is, is if you're making these decisions about people returning to the office, give them an option. If you want to have yourself in the office and you want to see other people in the office, you can say, hey, I'd like to see you in the office. And don't and you can and, and offer incentives. You can say, no. if you come in the office, I will buy you. No, no, no. Or no. I will have donuts so or whatever. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Hayden, but never lets anyone finish is, their own segment. <laughs> I will. I'll let you finish your segment if you stop talking to your mind. <laughs> But my point is, my point is, if you want to have people in the office, that's fine. You can say you'd like to have people in the office. And you want to be in the office? Great. Give people a choice. Don't mandate a return. So, yeah. No, that's I, all, I agree that's, with that's that. My, that's my whole argument. I agree with that. I disagree that's with it. any dissentivist. Dissent. Wow. Dissent. Dissentivization yeah, yeah, or incentivization. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's kind of a shitty deal for people who don't come to the office and don't get free lunch or whatever. But I mean, y- you know, well, it is what it well, is. So, so, so here's, here's my thing. thing. Well, I'm not done. Well, so, I didn't get no, to go. Jathan, shut the fuck up. The problem is when you incentivize or disincentivize. Why could I say it's just fine there? The problem is when you do that, yeah. it implies that one is inferior to the other or one is superior to the other. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I agree with that 100%. What you should rely on instead is saying, hey, if you want to come back to the office, come back. Yeah. If not, yeah. work remotely. Because there are yep. plenty of people who hate working from home. There are plenty of people who don't like that. I want to say maybe like 10 to 20% of people would prefer to work in the office. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I know, I know you, a few people that I polled who are adamant that they would like to be in the office they have Mm -hmm. to be in the office and then i have the same number or if not more who are perfectly fine with never being in the office ever yeah so what you could do is you could still get a huge benefit from savings costs from you know larger issues like environmental impact and stuff like that you can still have these things but still allow people back in the office the the incentivization part i really don't agree with because that i i I don't either i don't either i was bringing it up because it was one of those things that you well that implies that they want them in the office right okay so right they don't so here's the thing there's a couple things here yes okay so first of all i work somewhere where even before covid they did provide lunch several days a week Mm -hmm. so that has just become like a culture thing so the fact that they are still doing that does not bother me in the slightest first of all i don't care mm. like for me it's still worth it to stay home and not get that perk if you will 
I, you know, started working from home for the first time since the pandemic and all that. And, you know, I, most days I do okay. Some days I definitely like, uh, I feel like I'd go to the office today if it were an option. Mm -hmm. I don't agree that it's a blanket statement that everybody should have a choice because for the most part, I think most companies did get work done, survive, even thrive, whatever, fine. But I'm willing to bet there are, are way up. I'm willing to bet there are some companies that just have either the type of work or the type of people or the type of structure that lend itself better to in-person. Okay, so... Sure. So, I'm not saying... You can't remotely work factory work. No, I'm I'm just talking about, like, tech shit. Like what, Javon? That's not for me to decide. I don't... The problem is, people are deciding that it's necessary when it really isn't. I I understand, right. right, right. Right. And, again, I'm saying... There are probably some places where it is a legitimate thing. Like, they were doing better performance-wise when they were in person. Okay, well, that's on the individual. I think it's fine to review employees and say... I'm I'm not not talking about individual. I'm talking about... No, that absolutely is, though, Javon. I'm talking about... If it is a job, which is functionally... If you're doing nothing but sitting at a desk all day long or going to meetings, there's no reason why that can't be done remotely. No reason at all. Exactly. I understand. What I'm saying is there are probably some teams... Even in tech, who do sit at a desk all day, but they sit at a desk near their coworkers, and that makes them more productive as a team. Well, so, then that's why they should be in the office, and the people who aren't productive. Because remember, for every person you find that that's right, more but you also have to realize no, if, no, if no, we no, work together, there's no, there's no instance where that's team wide. No, no, you're just you're, you're cutting me off every time. I, because I, I get what you're saying, and it's no, you, correct. I mean, you There's no, you're not going to find an entire team where every single member is productive in the office. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, that's fine. But uh, what I'm telling you is, I've, I've seen that. if your team as a whole, however you measure the progress and success of your team, if your team as a whole has gotten less done during the pandemic, and you think it's because of working from home and not because of general you know, stress of the world and stuff, you may... Which it probably is, you may require your employees yeah. to come back, and that may not be the wrong decision. Now, that being said, what? See, I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, I don't agree with that either. I think that's an improper metric. That's it, it is, or mm-hmm. it's a metric being improperly applied. And you shouldn't base everyone else's return on that team either. Well, I mean, maybe that one team is the whole company. Okay, but the thing is, though, if we work though, together, it's still an individual thing. Every individual will work better or worse. Right, but I'm talking about, but as a company, you're not looking at every individual. I'm sorry, but you're not. If you have 600 people who work from you, and before the pandemic... That's why you make the choice available. Okay, but but You're not mandating everyone remote work or The other thing is, if Hayden and I work together, and he works from home, and I work in the office, we have no option for an in-person meeting. You don't need in-person meetings. Again, that's Are you designing prototypes? Physical prototypes? That's your opinion, but some people... No, that's... that's, j that's literally what it comes down to. Are you designing physical prototypes? You need a physical presence. Is it it absolutely required? Then why do we need to meet in person? I mean, I, honest to God, can tell you that a whole day of in-person meetings is tiring, but a whole day of Zoom meetings is, like, super, super way worse. And it is not engaging. That is so. Number one, that's you, that right? That's you me. Be but because but you secondly, choose to work from home, I don't have a say in it, right? So why? Yeah, but they what? work better generally from home. Why does your personal need for meetings, which are not the entirety of your role, why does that trump their general need? I'm not saying right. that it does. I'm raising the concern that there are valid reasons why being in person might be beneficial. 
to some individuals. Again, it's or an individual teams. thing. No, no, or no companies. not teams. To individuals, Jathan. No. If you have a company that mm-hmm. does, let's say it's an MSP. Okay. And you had X amount of productivity measured by story points in your fucking agile sprint, whatever, throughout the okay. year. If okay. you saw a 50% decline in the last year when people were working from home, it's not to say the only factor is people working from home, but right. you could reasonably understand why management would say, okay, this isn't working for us. Yeah, and I'm saying they're idiots for thinking but, that that's oh, the case. That's fine if you think that, but that doesn't make you right and it doesn't make them wrong. Yo, you know what makes me right? The studies that have actually been done about this outside of the pandemic. Right. Which, where there again, wasn't a stressful situation. Which we talked about in China, where half the company went on... They are general, though, work. and don't cover literally every company, every team, every use case. I mean, it's just impossible to account for everything. I think okay. human pa- behavior whole, is, is pretty, pretty well accounted for in, in these huge companies but, I mean, the study was done on. We actually proved that working from home works because the last year and a half... Yeah, generally have done it, yeah, and then, it's been fine. Uh, companies are doing typically way better than they even were before. Yeah, so because people aren't driving to work and having to deal with look, Nancy Tellall, who just you know, you know, I I intend to continue working from, from home. Talk every five seconds. I intend to continue working from home permanently. Like, okay, okay, I'm on the side okay. of work from home, but it doesn't. Uh, okay. But I'm just saying, at my company, it seems to work really well. Also, my company was remote first before the pandemic, right? And that's so, decided. How well prepared for it. If you have the supporting infrastructure for it, I'm of the opinion it shouldn't matter whether an employee is in the office or at home. It, it shouldn't great. matter to the exactly. team or company. And it's fantastic that, that you feel that way, but not everybody no. does. And so you can't <laughs> just blanket study... and say they're an idiot, though. I, no, well, because okay. they're looking at the wrong I mean, metric, so that kind of makes them an yeah. idiot, Jathan. You if don't know what at they're it, looking I mean, at, though. The whole, I do. Okay, but the whole point. Oh, you the, do. Jathan, you talk to one, Tim Cook, you know what he's no, talking about? Jathan, the one particular what? example, the experiment they're basing their data on is an aberrant situation. In science, would which, that would that make are, a good base case? Which one are they basing it on, Brent? The pandemic, uh, Payton. They're basing it on the year of the pandemic. So oh. the companies that are looking at this data... Right. So we have data outside of that context. They aren't looking at that. They're looking at the past year for their company and deciding, OK, during this pandemic, everyone was at home and we this particular team did terribly. They're not thinking about the external. Oh, product. yeah. So, Jathan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I did, yeah, I if I did an experiment, right, if I that. if I wanted to test the effectiveness of an antibiotic and I picked people who were allergic to penicillin as my entire my entire participant case, right? Would that make a good study? Well, no. I don't know. Are you testing penicillin or something else? A penicillin derivative. Okay, which, so here's which 90, the thing. Which, like, 90% of modern antibiotics are based on. I don't think that's true, but... It's a very large number, Jayton. Here's the thing. Most of them are based on penicillin. Yes, what's the thing? Is, I don't... I think that if there were... Is our children learning? If there were actually, you know, these studies that you claim that were so definitively... I'd link to in it in the favor- show notes. It's in our show notes. Right. Okay. One study that I haven't personally read. Okay. Maybe if, you should read it. But if there were more than, yeah. let's just say, if there's one, there's probably more. There are multiple ones. If it were such a true statement, then don't you think that well before the pandemic, companies like Apple and Google and, and those powerhouse companies? No. They don't, 
They don't want no. people working at home. Right. That, they want people no, in Jay the office. They, they want to charge them for coffee and this and that. Charge for cool. coffee. Jason. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, they do the, uh, on the campus, but that's beside the point. Jason, no, do you think managerial instant, do you think managerial processes think about what's most efficient? I mean, or what's most doing, effective? I think when you're talking about a, the largest companies in the world, no, then yes. real world, real world. Do you think these large companies real actually world. care about what's most effective, or do yes. they care about how things have always well, been done? Right. Are you trying it, to tell me that Apple's it, goal isn't to make money, or Amazon? No, 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 no. no, no. That's not what you're saying. That's, a, that's at all. a false equivalence. You're missing the because point. Because Apple is a company that recently is, has Apple, been no. under. All right, Jathan. Apple says. Point is, Apple says we've Tim always Cook, been. Yep. Non, we've always been an in-office company, and that's worked in-office. for us. So we're sticking with that for fifty years or twenty years. But that's years, your assumption. No, that's that's no, literally that how management assumption. works, Jathan. That's literally it. This Wait, is how this is how the real world. My works. Boss, you can't know about my, the conversations my, that happen behind like, closed doors. Oh my gosh! Jesus you don't know if they've talked about it before. Okay, Jathan, answer this for me then. Why is they're literally closing? Chats talking about remote work, Jathan. Yeah, because they've decided, and I'm not saying that they've decided. Based on, but I'm talking about before the pandemic, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Jathan, Google. One of their C levels demands that the the in, that the staff return to the office. Right. Why has he decided to work remotely now? Um, Why? I don't. Probably because the pandemic is, it, is ever changing. Is it changing? the most effective? What? Is it the most effective strategy for him to do that? I literally have no idea. Okay. Okay. But also, so, you're talking about something that is no longer the case. Google delayed their return to office once again. No, as no, has no. Five minutes into the raw. No, the decision's way. still in place. No, this, it's not. This, no, no. This, Eight days this ago, is, Google delays return to office, mandates vaccines. This has been my not so small tip. Yeah, Jathan, Jathan, you need to understand something. <laughs> Management really doesn't give a shit about what's most effective. You Full can't. Stop. You the can't bigger the blanket company, statement. No, say it that. is. That's absolutely true. Jay. Okay, so Brent knows what the management at every single company in the whole fucking world no, does. No, I know. I know what management does. Do you? Have you yeah. ever been in management? I have actually. Have you? At a small orange, I was in management. Okay, and you guys just did whatever. I mean, we didn't do whatever. I don't know what you think. Whatever yes, is. So, whatever. so if but some study came out that said can... you could do something better, you wouldn't have talked about it. Absolutely not. Why would we give a shit? I don't know. I guess you're because we already have a plan dumb. in place. We already have a plan in place, Jayvon. That's how management works. You we have, have lots place of plans in place all over our lives, and we change them all the time. Okay, you're not management of a company, though. The only reason, as management, you ever change the plan is if you can tell it does not work compared to a previous plan. I really don't think that's true. That's absolutely true. There's right. there's no desire for. So anyway, my whole point was is that we've got old people deciding that people need to be in their seats to work, and that the last year has not proven that work from home works. Jathan, your now it's ageist. It's only old people. At your previous job, mostly, did your health insurance benefits did they ever expand? What do you mean? Did they expand? Did they expand? Did they cover did, more did procedures or, or cover a higher amount of work? A lower out of pocket cost. Did, did they ever? Did that ever happen? I literally have no idea because I don't usually go out and check about getting, a, you know, my gallbladder removed multiple times. Okay. I would think that you would know if you're. <laughs> but I can tell you that I had really, really good insurance, so it was. Okay. Like, but did it get better? 
I mean, it was basically like the best insurance that I in plan that I've ever known or seen oh, in my life. So. Okay, well, that's subjective, so I can see where this this is going to be a failure. So, Jathan, <sighs> my point being, it is not in management's interest to do that. They are not risk takers. That's how management is. I that's what that's what you need. Really to be think that you don't have a lot really? of perspective on this because <laughs> okay, Jathan. All right, let's so, let's get anyway, back on top. We're going to talk about infra and rebuilding it. <laughs> that's been my tip if you agree with us let us know if you don't agree with us fuck it let us know yeah we love to hear not? you talk about it in our discord were you guys gonna okay so if you could redesign <laughs> your company's infrastructure <laughs> how would you do it go okay first of all here's the thing that i would like to say is that number one i would take every single rack and just throw it out i would call up our home lab anybody in the area come get it it's free you can have it no hard drives though Shred all the hard drives, okay? Even the backups, starting fresh. And then I would delegate out, you get a rack, you get a rack, you get a rack, you get a rack, etc. whatever. And then I would go with the absolute most brand new spanking hardware over over everything that I need to do. Because then you can you can grow and your scale up and everything. That's what I would do. Hmm. 10 gig everything, 40 gig everything, whatever. All SSDs, etc. That's what I would do. That seems Spin million. so costly. It does. It does. But in 10 years, it's going to be like, oh, my God, you guys have six gig SATA drives. Wow, that's terrible. Here's the 12 gigs that are, you know, much cheaper. Ha, ha, ha. You know, like, so the whole point is like, well, I, I don't know. My whole point is I think that we need to get away from spinning disks, number one. And number two, you know, virtualize as much as possible. That's what I feel like. We have, you know, we really don't need physical servers at this point. Like virtualizing, I mean, you need a host, of course, but yeah, you, you, you don't need, need you don't need a right. You need a hypervisor and you need a, a physical host, and and that's it. And I mean, your physical system should be bare minimum, bare minimum. And maybe because, I mean maybe a couple of physical hosts just for redundancy's sake. But yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Redundancy is fine by all means. I, I want to have a data center here and a data center here. And they're separated by, you know, different power plants and different ISPs and blah, blah, blah. Fine. That's, that's, I mean, think about all the disaster recovery you want in there. That's what I want. Let's do that. Let's spend the money because we never do. And then when we have to recover, it's a fucking pain in the ass. And they're like, why couldn't we just recover? Well, motherfucker, I told you I needed this many hard drives and you said no. So go fuck yourself. Mm. You know, like, I mean, spend the money now so that when, when the inevitable happens, you can recover from it and you're not absolutely up shit creek without a paddle also don't have server rooms that are completely waterproof mm. there was a post on our sysadmin or, or tales from tech support where a room filled up with water and they didn't have a monitor to let them know and they ruined a whole bunch of servers i'll have to see if i can find it again huh i think there's one in one part of what you said that i'd like to dispute hmm. fine dispute by all means dispute it's that we shouldn't have spinning drives anymore that's that's true for some things, but not for others. There are some types of streaming long-term read-write workflows that are still better on spinning disk than SSD. Okay. Because I once mean, you, I mean, obviously, you, sure. you run into sort of short-term caching issues on an SSD after you're streaming data to it long enough. I think we should okay. switch the paradigm, though. Like, I think SSD should be the norm, and spin and platter should be reserved for specific use cases rather than the other way around you know well I mean? when I, I i mean i don't manage a data center anymore i don't have a data center anymore 
Right. When I was leaving mine, everything new we bought was all SSDs. So as far as I know, that is the thing. Hmm. Not it's not quite. We're we're still. I mean, I, it, it depends yeah. on the company, of course. But yeah. I, I mean, yeah. even industry, even for the consumer level, I think it, it really there's no reason why SSDs should be costing as much as they do. Well, the chip shortage and everything. All right, all right. I, currently, I, I, I do yeah. agree with you. Currently, though. at this very second, maybe that's because the chip makers right. are working from home. No, it's not, Jason. You, you don't, you don't need to work in the office to make chips, anyways. But it's all automated. Well, the factory, the production part is, but not the designing. The designing part, you, I mean, you literally just uses like a, a circuit designer, and that's it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I. <sighs> Well, do you okay? Do you guys agree? Let's table the SSD for a moment. Do you agree that it should be ten gig or forty gig connections to between servers and, and the switch? No. Why not? Because it's expensive, and it's, most it's workloads the, uh, aren't going to utilize forty gig. How do uh, how do you know? Uh, no, I, I mean it was pretty hard for me to saturate all my ten gig lines when I was doing high performance computing. So I normally don't agree with JPON, but in this case, I do. Okay, that's fine. The, I mean, he does make a good point that, like, but what gigabit, about feature proofing? Well, uh, at what volume like, are people, if anything, compression's going to get better and okay. services are going to get more segregated. So you're passing data around more frequently, but it's smaller amounts of data. So I would think that and we're going to, it's going like, to be a long time say, before you see us start to get to a point where every server even needs, you know. Yeah, I mean, futzing with, like, MTUs and using, like, jumbo frames and stuff. Like, that goes a long way, too. Yeah. So, I don't think... I don't know. I I mean, it, it's not even so much nice. like the cabling. It's so, mostly like a 40-gig switch versus a 10-gig switch. If we're talking yeah, about, like, yeah, a top-of-rack yeah, switch, just assuming you have one in every rack, that's going to be a lot of money. Mm. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm also talking about being able to support growth, exponential growth. You know, yeah, but not every, not? not every... Not every industry and data center is going to ever experience that kind of growth, right? Like a web hosting company so, okay. isn't going to all of a sudden be like, Oh shit, we're fucked. Like, so, okay. So what would you put top of rack? Would you put a standard one gig or would you have 10 gig just to have the backbone? I mean, most of my racks had one of each because we use 10 gig for the data and one gig for like management. Okay. okay. A gig for management. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Holy uh, shit. IPMI and shit. Yeah, why do you need 10 gig for that? No, no, 1 gig. Or one. why do you even need 1 gig for that? You get away with well, like 100 for that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, to be honest, I don't know, can you even buy a 100 megabit switch? Well, all right. I, I, I don't that's think a, you can anymore. That's, that's a fair point. <laughs> you probably can't. No, I mean, we just had like a... Used, maybe, but... We had yeah. a dumb, and we didn't even buy expensive ones. They were just dumb Netgear, you know, 1 gig, 48 port switch on top of every rack. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. So, well, well, okay. So, what would you? So, you tell us what you would do, Jason. Don't go off of mine. Just do. Tell us what you would do. And then we, we can I think it. I would focus a lot less on future proofing in the moment, but making sure future proofing was possible. So, I'm okay. going to buy a, a storage system today that has mm. enough storage for me for maybe what I anticipate using for the next year. But That's I'm going to make sure. Something you can pop like a. But I'm going to make sure it's something that I can add a whole new chassis to it. Yeah. A tray of discs and expand it next year if that's what I need. Okay. Okay. Similarly, you know. So expandable, not expanded. 
Well, yes, but along with expandable, the other thing is, I would say, and this is something that bit me a lot, Mm. is when you physically locate things that are expandable, make sure you leave room for them to expand. Right. (laughs) Right. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you would spend, because the thing is, you can say, like, oh, we're going to experience exponential growth in three years, but you don't know if that's actually true. That's just a projection. So I don't know why you would spend the budget up front to put all of those things in, you know, like, it'd be like saying right now we have 200 terabytes of data, but we think in a year we're going to have a petabyte. So we bought a petabyte, like, and even like, that's really silly because processors and stuff like in a year, they're going to be obsolete anyways. So, right. So just buy what you need today, because when you actually need it in a year, you're going to get better shit for less money anyway. I would say buy what you need today with a little bit of wiggle. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not enough. Not just like so you're need, at capacity immediately, yeah, yeah. but don't don't try to plan for the next five years because yeah. that's the other thing is, you know, we used to send out yeah, this survey to people who used our storage and it was like, how much do you anticipate using over the next year? And we would try to project, mm-hmm. are we going to have enough space? Are we going to need a new system? Will we have to expand any of the existing ones? And several think... times we acted on that. And guess what? Almost every time it ended up being either we expanded it and we still didn't have enough. Or we expanded mm-hmm. it, and we never needed to. Yeah. So I think I think three to six months is a good projection period for hardware upgrades. Well, I think it depends. Yeah. You know, like right now, it's really hard to buy hardware at well, a good yeah. cost. Well, There's probably a lot of stuff that's out of stock altogether. So you might want to plan a little bit further ahead now than you would normally. That, I mean, yeah. That's but true. in general, I'm on board with that. Like, I mean, we used to be able to contact Dell and get a system shipped within a, a week and we'd have it the next week. So, right. Yep. yep. You know, Absolutely. if you're at a larger company that has a contract with Dell or IBM or, or whoever, mm. you know, chances are you have the same kind of service. So I don't think there's a lot of reason for the other thing is, you know, if you fill your data center with a bunch of shit you don't need right now, you're mm. paying more to cool it. It's more right. things to fail before you're even actually in need or using them. Your warranty starting well before you're actually using it, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I see that as a big sort of waste of cost all over the board, to be honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. There are some things that I think, you know, I would also do ahead of time. Like, you know, I was talking about those management switches in every rack. If I were actually building a data center from scratch, I would probably run all of that cabling, just assume one per U in the rack and just have them there ready to go you know, neatly there, but there and ready to go. You know, you may say, oh, how hard is it to run one single, you know, one gig cable? But depending on the rack and how full it is and what's actually going on in there, if I were doing it from scratch, truly from scratch starting over, I would just make sure that at least all of those management, the one gig lines, were just there in place, ready to go. When I was going to rack a single, you know, server or or even a, a bunch of them, I would never have to worry about that, like, simple sort of, what becomes kind of like nuisance cabling, right? Like, it's one of the first things you do. You know, you rack the server, you plug it in, you plug in the IPMI. But it's just an extra step every time. And did I find the right length of cable and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would personally, if I could, I would just do that all ahead of time. And I would label every cable ahead of time with like, hey, this one goes to, you know, the first slot. This one goes to the second. This one goes to the third. And I would just have them all laid out and ready. And you may never use all of them. But... The other thing about it is if you have one that fails somewhere in the middle and you know you're not using the next one, you rip the label off, you relabel it, and you slide it up one. Hmm. I personally see a lot of value in that having, you know, done it before. I think those are my big things. I think, you know, having having worked in a couple of data centers before and one of them being extremely tight on space, 
I think just really trying to physically plan out better where things went would be really important up front and allowing for some growth. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I think, you know, saying everything should be a VM, that's super dependent on what you're doing. Like, I ran compute sure. clusters, so that's so, not super... Obviously, yeah. it's mission, mission dependent. Yeah, so that wouldn't have been super Oops. applicable there. Yeah. I mean, the whole point that I was trying to say was to, was to give... I was trying to say, here's some thoughts. This is not necessarily what I'm going to totally do. Yeah, that, that was for but his, I'm going I'm to throw some stuff out there yeah. and give you guys something to talk about, not necessarily use my information, but, you know, like... I totally understand what you're saying about, you know, throwing equipment in, you're burning your warranty, et cetera. Absolutely. That makes 100% sense. You know, I mean, realistically, you know, you just want to make sure that you have good equipment and, you know, it's easy to work on. Yeah. That's my big thing, you know. For me, if I had to... And I actually had points about this. So, go ahead, Brett. Well, I, I, I want to add on. So, Foxy Proxy is, like, entirely virtual anyways, right? So, like, that... The yeah. hardware aspect isn't something I'm entirely concerned with. But... What does, I think, given the choice, if I was doing it all ground up, I would definitely use salt stack from the beginning, like ground zero. Okay. And and I'm getting a little bit higher in the stack than you guys, but salt stack from the very beginning. No question about it. Okay. And definitely would have implemented LDAP and Vault from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Between those three, like that would have made everything I did so much easier. The LDAP assist, like, so many things support LDAP. Yeah, not everything, but it's really nice to have it where it's available. Vault, yeah. I mean, you need to keep your secrets someplace rather cooking up some bullshit in-house, you know, like there's right. a product for you. And it does PKI, which is fantastic. It, I would have loved to have that. And Salt... I, you get a Vault, and you yeah, get a Vault, exactly. and you get a Wait, Vault. That's kind of true. Every token has its own private secret right. space, too. Right. called the Cubbyhole. So, you know, like... Oh, man. And the fact that Vault can interface with LDAP, right? Like, that just makes it all the sweeter because I can manage all the permissions right in LDAP uh, by just assigning a user or removing them from a group. So that's super handy. That simplifies so much of your infrastructure. So fucking much. It's an interesting one because it is one that I think when we're starting out in a small business, we think like, oh, we'll just we'll do these few things by hand. Yeah. And then yeah. before you know it, you've got 20 projects and 20 people and you're still doing it by hand because now you don't have time to go back and implement yeah. single oh, yeah. sign-on and yeah. shit Going like that. Going back to that whole technical yeah, yeah. debt thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it is tough, it, though, because it's also like, when do you know to burn that effort versus not? Well, the problem is it, it locks yeah. you in on that small size anyways. The question is, how busy do you want to be and do you want to be able to grow? Obviously, the answer is not very much and yes, but to do that, you need to do it right <laughs> from day one. Right, and right, right. that yeah, people are really impatient. They want stuff now, but you need to learn a sense of patience to do it, it right now. from the beginning. You need to do it correctly from the beginning. Right. Otherwise, right. you're just hurting yourself in the end. You know, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be a week or month from now. Hell, it may not be, may not be a, a year from now. But it's going to happen. Your company is either going to suffer severely for it or not survive it at all. So do it right the first time, yeah. even if even if it takes longer. That's definitely you know. Yeah. Quality before quantity, always, always, always. You cannot support the quantity if you don't have the quality there. I mean, you can't even approach getting the qu- the quantity unless the quality is there. So definitely would have implemented those three. Yeah, so I, I mentioned why I want Vault, why I want LDAP. And SaltStack, like, even if it, in its infancy, it was still superior to Ansible. I I was, you know, I'll, I'll fully admit this, it was a mistake for me to try and go with something agentless. I hated the yeah. idea of installing an agent because it's it's one extra step for the provisioning process, 
and you know it's technically another point of failure but the benefits you get from it especially the performance benefits oh my gosh like it i re- looking back i really went, wish i won't sell stack from it would have saved so much effort so much effort so so let's talk about physical access to your to your data center i personally we have three tiers uh, that are the most basic aspects dev test stage and, and then prod and personally i would have like dev test be its own room it's just a key card to access it you know it's, it's segregated from everything else and then stage would be maybe in the same room behind another door in that room or whatever but then prod would be behind a keypad facial recognition whatever a separate room that way you're not going into like if you've got to deal with a dev test server that's crashing, you you know you're not going in the production room, so you know you have to worry about actually bringing down. Because I've been in the server room and I'm staring at a server, and one is a stage server, one is a test server, and one is a prod server, and I have to make sure I'm looking at the right one. If I bring down the wrong one, I can get in big trouble, you know. So I like this. I personally like to segregate out that sort of thing. Do you put cameras, etc., in? Intrusion detection in your in your racks. Or what are your thoughts on that? Did I lose you guys? No, no. I, I'm processing what. You're processing what? No, are you no. Processing? Back up. Can you just summarize what you just said? Like five, like uh, a five sure. second summary. Sure. Segregating out different tiers of servers so that. Your production servers aren't the same. Oh, like, like your like staging and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also having cameras and what kind of access would you have? Oh, you mean like in different cabs, like putting prod and, and test in. Different rooms. Oh. Not even different cabs, yeah. different rooms. Well, not always a possibility depending on which DC you're in. I mean, if you have an in-house DC, sure. you could just build an expansion, I guess. It costs a ton of money, but whatever. I mean, you're rebuilding your infrastructure. Why not spend the money to Yeah, I mean, if we're talking like sure pipe that, dreams, you know, you know, random... Random Yahoo can't walk into the server room and reboot a prod server. You know, so, I, mean, I, I mean, I've read horror stories about. So that. the problem is, any locks that come on server racks are basically universal. And I'm not talking about server racks. Talking about whole rooms. And you can't replace those locks, by the way. Yeah, but you don't. They don't even need to be wafer locks. I mean, they can be whatever type of lock you want, as long as it doesn't bump into the server. Yeah. So I mean, the locks themselves can and probably should be replaced, but. The yeah, he's agree. talking about like totally different rooms, which which has whole new possibilities for physical security for FISEC. But so what are your options here, right? If someone gains access to like the test DC room, yeah, they take down your test environment, no big deal. But what if that room right. that they gain access to is the prod room, right? Like then right. all of your prod right, goes exactly. down instead of it being right. You know, so like I don't see it. Sure, but I mean, that's why it's got extra security behind it. It's not just a badge. It's also a badge, a facial reader, and a pen or whatever. Yeah. You know, thumbprint, etc. Like, you know. But if I you know can that do those that, things are easy to get past, but. But, well, I mean, yeah, you know. layers and all that. I mean, if you. Why wouldn't you just put it all in one room and put all those measures there for one for the one room? I feel like that'd be easier sure. to manage. Sure. But. Sure. Listen. I'm just putting the idea. I, no, out I get there. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, it, you, you know, in, in like some cases, like floods or explosions or something. Right. Yeah. I, well, like the explosion in Nashville that took out AT and T's whole yeah. data center there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like have your core, your most core stuff behind sturdier walls, better locks, etc., and have the stuff that you know you don't really care about surrounding that. You know, mm. like you still need 
a badge or whatever to get into the the less secure stuff, but then the the more secure stuff is behind is in that same room behind another door. Mm. You know, like I mean that gets tricky to do with airflow and stuff like that in a data center. Well, sure, it's still possible. Like, I'm not talking about not having airflow. In I room. definitely think it's 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 a good idea to keep it all together. Not necessarily from like a five six standpoint, but I mean like prod and test and, and dev and, and stuff like. It's a good idea to, to keep them consolidated together. Like, you want all your test servers together. So, but that's more so just for maintenance reasons than anything, I would say. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's that's my whole point. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have clusters. So you have, like, three racks that are all test. You have three racks or six racks that are all, or even just like know, the next year. Yeah, or even just, like, three cabs or something. Sure. But I get what you're right. saying. I mean, like, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I... I think the cost analysis outweighs the benefits that would give you. But if you're a, a company, and there are some out there, if you're a company where you could just throw money at it, I think that would. Yeah. I think that would be beneficial. Yeah, I yeah. can. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. I just, you know, I mean, that's one of the things. Again, I thought of in my head, like, would this be a good idea? What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, obviously. Yeah. I definitely think it's feasible for big tech. I think Google even does this already. Hmm. But like Facebook. But they also have like. Microsoft. Don't they also have like hot server rooms too? Like they just. Didn't I report that they keep their server rooms hot and then they just replace the hardware instead of trying to. I've heard that. I don't know if that's still their practice. I can imagine the outrage that would ensue from environmental activists. But yeah, I I mean, they're just replacing servers instead of. Right. Running an air conditioning unit, I mean, which is more harmful? Well, you're... You know? Uh, I, I would say treating service as disposable is probably more damaging. Because you've got, like, lithium well, and Well, I guess shit. it depends. Like, I mean, you know... You the know, capacitors alone run? with all that lead, you know, just to be tossed. But, you know, that aside... Well, do we, that aside, that aside. Yeah, I don't know if that's currently what they're doing or not. But I am pretty sure that they do separate prod test and environments like that yeah. like physically separate them i don't know if they're in separate like rooms yeah and the few photos i've seen of various google data centers i think the one i saw was somewhere in utah ish and one in singapore i think of the ones uh-huh. i've seen i don't think they have multiple rooms because it's like a warehouse type thing it's a very just yeah, a single a very large warehouse. but I, I am pretty sure that they keep them physically consolidated so yeah so the next question. So if you're listening and you're at Google, let us know. You know, if you happen to be in their yeah. hardware yeah. ops or whatever. The next question I have is if you could and wanted to, would you allow other people access to have their own rack in your server room, in your data center? Oh, what do you mean? Like a colo type Outside thing? Outside of the company. Yeah, like a colo type thing. I that is something I would I definitely would want to have as a separate room. Yeah. Provided right. it's in the budget. I mean, you're you're talking about right. turning up a, essentially a whole second data center, which is very costly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I'm asking. The, that's yeah, why I'm, I, I'm posing the question to you because I, you know, like I'm not interested in co-locating at all. But it's still something like at the very I had a data center at the very or, least. I think I, I would had a spare room. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, number know. one, you definitely want cameras in your DC, no matter what, whether it's a color right, or right, not. Right. But right cameras, and I think I would maybe just put up like. the some kind of cyclone fence or something around my internal stuff just to make it less enticing. Sure. sure. You know, I'd have my own separate I mean, section I for mean, internal stuff if it was a colo. Well, you know, I mean, locks keep honest people out. Ooh. So if they're really up to malicious intent. Well, the hope would be by the time they scale the cyclone fence or cut a, or, you know, start bringing in like bolt cutters uh-huh. to cut through the thing, you right. know, 
Right. I would notice. Security, yeah, security, security would notice on the cameras, but. If they're not sleeping or playing cards. <laughs> yeah. Checking yeah, that's or the whatever. problem. Yeah. The, yeah, people are always typically the, the weakness there. Yeah. But. So what's. Go ahead. But yeah, like, I, I definitely think you would want your own stuff separate. I don't. At least, sure. you know, in a separate rack, because then you can isolate security measures to that rack that belong to you. Right, right, exactly. But yeah, Colo is, is a whole different beast, right? Like, it's it's a very, I don't know. Obviously, you know, yeah. you also don't want to label yeah. your own stuff. Right, right. So, but yeah. Hey, this is our this is our VoIP yeah. server. Hey, this is our file server. This is, hey, this is Company our, X's VoIP server. Company X's uh, payroll server. Or a real yeah. fun one, Company X's AD server. Oh boy. So what's a, not necessarily a need or a want, but what's a nice to have that you would have in there that maybe you don't have in your data center right now? Well, we don't have it. Supplies to both of you. We're all over. But, you know, but okay, whatever. But you're, you're certain. Probably you're a couch. Rex. <laughs> oh, you mean like a physical, like a physically in your data center? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, I could see that. Not necessarily like. When I have had to, when I have had to rack or something, yeah. I could definitely get behind a couch or like even yeah. a cot. Like, I've spent a lot of long nights something. in the data center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. A couch, something not for like a short a nap. Table, oh, but just a couch, like you know. I mean, if it was something that like a coffee table would be nice. Coffee table, okay, yeah, yeah. I would it like would it. totally be. I against... would like an actual like. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was, I was gonna ahead. say it'd be nice to have like a little refreshment stand. It's a bad idea because liquids near surface are a bad idea. Right, but, right, right, right. But like right. coffee and maybe, tea, maybe like a like. Well, in the area outside of it, you yeah, can go get that yeah. and drink it, and then come back in. Yeah, I would like an actual. Yeah, Colos, like, listen up. Like, if you if you have your customers, yeah. any self racking customers, that's a, a great fucking idea. Is, is to make sure you have like a little Couches. refreshment table. Have a couch, a couch, and a refreshment table outside. Okay, I don't know about a water, shared couch now. Water cooler with what you want your <laughs> own personal couch. I was just thinking this yeah. is the data center that I like manage. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna take like a uh, a fucking sawzall and like saw like the bottom half of like half your cabs just to hollow out a space for a nice little couch so you can like uh, maybe <laughs> probably pretty loud if it was in the rack. Yeah, right. Well, that's what earplugs are for. But I think what I would like is I would like an actual like a couch sounds great, mm-hmm. but I would like an actual like not a workstation but a desk that I can sit at with like a nice chair. And a phone. Oh, instead so of like I a fucking crash card in, or something. Instead of a crash card that I have to like, I'm like, I have to reach up to type on the keyboard. Why don't they because just I'm, make more you know, comfortable crash cards? Right. I feel like I mean we had amazing crash cards, so I can't really say anything here. Did you have well, chairs or did you have to stand at the thing? It was either. It was sit to stand. Well, it I was like pneumatic, like... so you just like pump it up. Oh, like a standing desk kind of thing on wheels. Yeah, sort of. Okay. But I, it also I, had I a little pull out tray. So, so it oh, had the monitor oh, and the keyboard, but then it had a little this, pull-out this. tray for your laptop, too. Uh-huh. This is what I want. I want every server to have connections to a crash card. All I have to do is walk the crash card up to well, it. I plug into a... a red, hold on! Shut up! <laughs> I plug into a, a power plug that's right there. I plug into the the display keyboard mouse that's right there. Not only the mouse, because it's Linux, but whatever. And I'm ready to go. And I don't have to hunt down the dongle yeah, right, some fucking to, Yahoo last time. Tell you here. Fucking didn't put in his fucking desk. You know, I don't know what kind what? of what are you trying to tell focus me? data center you work in, but we also had <laughs> at the end of every row there was Fuck off. there was a one U KVM. Yeah. Okay. That was in the rack. Yeah, what if the KVM doesn't isn't connected? Well yeah, there was a, a connection in every single rack for it. 
What if it wasn't so, connected? Wait, wait, wait. So what is it? What if you've got a physical server that's not responding? Wait, 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 wait. Jathan, is it, is it an IP KVM or like a? No, no, no. It's like it has a VGA and USB cable in every rack that's able to reach every server, and you just go plug it in whichever one you want. That's okay. Oh, okay. okay, I and like then you that. Double tap we shift on that. the keyboard, and it brings up a menu, and it says which rack do you want to connect to. So if it was wow. in rack one, you just press rack one. I would, I would do that. No, though. we have so it in every single. So it's like a, a software controlled KVM switch. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was, I like it was that. awesome. Interesting. And it like That's it beautiful. has nice I beautiful didn't, mounting. I had no idea they made. So- I mean, I knew they existed, but I thought they were like, I don't know. I, huh? I, I don't remember who made it. I could probably find out. I could ask somebody. You need to because I need to. Yeah, shoot it in the shoot it in the host channel and all. I bet. Let me let me just see if I can find it right here right now. Okay. I, so if I was yeah if I was in the data center again I haven't I haven't been in one with this company with Fox Proxy but the previous company before uh, Fox Proxy I was a couple times not not very often so if I was in a data center yeah. again I would earplugs lots well, of earplugs yeah I mean that you don't yeah I guess it would be nice to have like complimentary or, earplugs or noise or noise can't well, they cost like ten cents earplugs. each so just like yeah you know. and and then also noise canceling headphones so that you oh those, those are, are a must if you work in a data center those are nice yeah. Yeah. Oh, those things. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll pop that in the show notes. Oh, yeah. not the same one you have. It's not exactly the same, but I mean, this one. This is the one thing. Yeah, we've this got one says we've a got single these. port though. Ours was. Yeah, that's what we've got a single port, and it connects to a KVM. Or not to a KVM. It connects to a uh, HMC. Is what. what no, it was. ours was just so awesome. I really wish I remembered the fucking brand. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, you recorded on your laptop. Obviously, I don't know who doesn't know this yet but hopefully you do guys you should be running separate nicks for your data and for your management yes i mentioned throw, that. yeah yeah throw your throw your management nick in like a an ipme an ipmi vlan yes i was talking with somebody the other day they never heard me or they never heard the pronunciation as ipme before but i'm like it's so much better it's two syllables instead of four i love it i've ipmi oh i hate pronouncing anyways yeah so i just say ipme if you, it's like the seventh season. It me, it if you me. guys haven't figured it out by now, when I say it, it me, me, I mean IPMI, but I say it me because it it's me. it's a lot faster. Yeah. So they had a so, where the fuck? Oh, right, right, right. So you want to make sure you have a separate NIC tied into a separate VLAN for your it me. Reason being, if your switch goes out for your data, you're not going to be able to test or debug or anything if it's all on that one single network on that one single VLAN or whatever. So separate. I mean, it doesn't need to be fancy. Like Jathan was talking about, just a dumb switch or like a, a $50, you know, smart switch or whatever. Yeah, it's been a little more than that, but no, not, you don't need it for your, for your management VLAN. As long as, as long as it can. Well, so that's run. the thing is, is we had, yeah, it doesn't matter. I would say as long as it could be it wasn't independently. Strictly, we had multiple VLANs in the same switch, so it wasn't strictly management. Well, I necessarily. Was, okay, I see. Well, so I would worry about that switch going. But if you have them on separate ports, you know, you lessen that risk. Well, uh, sure, so it's but still, I mean, it's still better than having that can always happen. Port. But yeah, I would say if possible, separate, you know, I would separate the management VLAN to its own physical hardware. So you're not dependent at all on that possible right. failure. Because you see. Right, right. You know, you see something go down, and you're like, "All right, is that the port on the switch? Is that the you know whatever?" Yeah. And if it so, the other thing if, if, that, uh, that, um, that I was just gonna, if it turns out the switch is going, and by chance your management port also happens to be going on that switch, you're fucked. So, 
Sorry, what were we saying? No, no, it's, it's fine. So the other thing that I would do is extensive labeling. Yes. Get yourself and, and a diamond also, label maker. Yeah, yeah. And then also there's that AR, uh, I guess it's uh, augmented reality. It's like you can, ARG. Point your, uh, you can point your phone at a QR code and then the, the switch itself will show you an augmented reality view of what's plugged into that switch. Wow. I yeah, never I think heard, ubiquity never heard of that, that. But Ubiquity does yeah, that. Yeah, but, but make use of QR, QR codes. Yeah, exactly. By the way, the, yeah, but the but, Dymo, uh, I think, 830. I just got it. Uh, I have to look at the model number. I'll put it in the show notes. One of them lets you import images, like monochrome. Yeah. I mean, it has oh, to be a cool. limited resolution, but you can you basically print QR cool. codes with it. That's well. That's 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 so cool. Yeah. So that's holy cow, that's dude. Pretty. So I mean, granted, they're and they're not that much either. They're no, they're a hundred bucks, yeah, fifty bucks, twenty hundred six. What are you talking about for the one op for the one not, I'm using? But yeah, that's not bad though for that ability. There's a Dymo label maker, Jathan, like oh, the, okay. the kind with the sticky kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lets you print QR codes. Oh yeah. Okay. So so anyway, oh, that's, actually, yeah, yeah, extensive labeling, so that you know you're not grabbing a cable like, where does this go yeah, to? Oh, label your cables, man. I would definitely label power. Cables. Label your power, power cables, cables. Label your network. network label your VGA. Your, your video. Or fiber cables, whatever you're using. Fiber, whatever. You know, you should probably cluster your keyboard, mouse, and and, and label both ends that, too. You know. Yeah, both. Well, yeah, yeah. That's for what, like that's your, what I'm trying to say. Your data cables. Label the termination Absolutely. and the the actual plug. Yep. Or both sides. Because you never know. Plugs if it's you know. if it's a, a patch or whatever. And if you're swapping it out, relabel it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that the goes time without saying. Doing that when you build it, because you know when you inevitably have to go troubleshoot something, so you're much be like, time saved. Oh, this this network cable goes to this switch. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. This switch is in this port. Blah, now, blah, I, okay, I can figure it out. The cables definitely should be labeled, just because like you don't know like without a tone generator, which are annoying to use, you have to unplug it from the server to use it. You know. Oh god, yeah. Or you do the whole unplug from the server, see which light in the switch goes yeah. out. Right. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. So tone generators are, are, are good, but like label your cables because that then you, that avoids that. But I'm okay with like port switches not being labeled as long as it is in some form labeled. Like Ubiquity, for instance, they're Unify switches. Uh, I don't think they're part of the Unify land. Tough switch. Their tough switches have an option to let you like tag and label ports. Yeah, most switches yeah. allow you to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All smart switches do, essentially. So make heavy use of that. All the better if they have like some kind of API or like some kind of report generation or something. So you can just show up with a, a printed out hard copy list of that. It doesn't need to be labeled on the switch itself. I understand that's a pain in the ass, especially if you're like switching cables around. But make sure the labels at least are up to date on the actual machine because that that saves you so much time. I love how this went from what would you do differently to like, oh, here's some general advice to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's all right. We didn't, it's I, fine we, though. We haven't really, really talked about a lot of this stuff. I think we did. I feel like we have. We did mention a label maker, label maker before, but a lot of this stuff we haven't. And not since, like, season four, I think. So, But, I mean, realistically, when we're talking about redoing an infrastructure, that's one of the things that we would do yeah. if we were rebuilding it, is we would label things. We would, we would like, to have this thing, mm-hmm. like a couch or a desk with an actual, like, chair in it, like, proper KVM switches. Like, this is what we would like to do if we're rebuilding. So we're not just giving advice. We're also talking about, like, this is what we'd like to what do. What we would so, want, yeah. Yeah. It'd be I mean, nice you if know, you're at a colo and they have... Like a tool library there. Most like screwdrivers. that I've 
Well, I mean, you're lucky you've got a tech on site saying, hey, can I borrow your screwdriver? You know, but that's not really the same yeah. as a tool library. Yeah, I mean, right. the two colos that I've interacted with both had an entire tool cart that you could wheel around. Maybe the one I managed in Philly for that company, for ASO, maybe they were just shit. Because, like, my colo experiences have been very different from what yours are. I don't have any, so... Well, when's the last time you were in one? Uh, maybe ten years ago, but... That's yeah, that's probably why. What, now all of a sudden they, have, they all have tool libraries? I mean, why not? It seems like a pretty straightforward way to earn a customer in me. It does. The I thing mean, is, I, you don't always know when you're going to be going to the data center, to be totally fair, so... Well, and that's why the tool... Like, the data center owners would own the tool library. That's what a tool library is, right? You go up, you check out a tool, and then you put it back and sign it back in. And then you're liable for any tools that go missing. But that's... They're ultimately tools that the data center itself buys. So it's, like, it's, it's not tools that the customer has. But, I mean, if you've got extra space in your rack, by all means, keep tools there. Because you're... Yeah, you never yeah. know when you're gonna need like a hex bit or something. So, well, and I would say keep, I would keep specific tools to specific servers or whatever. You know, like I if I know this one always needs. Yeah, actually, one out. thing that I always kept in my car mm. when I was regularly going to a data center, uh, I just linked on Discord, okay. is this bit kit for my Leatherman. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah I've seen and that. I literally bought That's a whole nice. second Leatherman just to keep in my car so it would never go missing. Because this has basically, you know, every imaginable screwdriver size and also a bunch of hex bits and stuff. Mm. See, so I think if, I would rather bring, like, a ratchet driver or, like, a power driver, electro driver, like a battery-powered I mean, driver, than a Leatherman. Cause, well, uh, I mean, the thing is, it was so just, if I ever found myself there and I didn't know I was going there. Okay, I see, yeah. Then I, I always had this. Like, I literally changed an entire PDU board out of our VM server with this at, like, 3 o'clock on Easter <laughs> one year. <laughs> right. I'm sure because it wasn't it's, fun. But no, did. but it, it, I did it, yeah. Yeah, and it was able to do it, yeah. It took a little like, longer, but it was a lot shorter than going all the way home to get tools and then coming back. Yeah. Right. Well, ideally, I think the perfect thing would, be, again, if you have space in your cab, is to keep a small little tool bag, like a full a regular yes. screwdriver or like a, a ratchet driver or something. Yes. Rack nuts. With interchangeable bits, rack nuts. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Zip and a eyes. rack nut remover. And a server. Server. Yeah, yeah. Because you will absolutely oh, break oh your fingers. God. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate that shit. So I much. think that's exactly what you said last time. You were complaining about the rack nuts. Dude, it's like Satan to me. <laughs> Everybody's got something. I hate rack nuts. Yeah, so for me it's it's always PDUs. I don't know why. I, I think I just have bad luck with, with PDUs. Because like every time I try and replace my or every time I would replace my I haven't had to do it in years, thankfully. I would Man. always manage to cut myself. I don't know why. I don't know how. Oh, yeah, same. Well, you have to give blood to the blood god. Yeah, right. You have to sacrifice some blood to the rack. Right. So the, that blood keeps the, the blood keeps the smoke inside. The magic smoke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know what it is. For some reason, I was just always going to end up cutting myself on those kind of things. Yeah, so the some kind of tool set, whether it's a Leatherman, whether it's a small tool bag of, of like the bare necessities, stuff where you can show up and be confident in your ability to perform like 90% of the maintenance tasks required of a server physically. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think we've pretty much exhausted this topic. I, I feel like this was a good one. We had a lot of good discussions mm-hmm. on it. But, Jathan, if you had 30 racks <laughs> and then 15 of them disappeared in a tornado, how many would you? <laughs> Just. Well, none of them now. That's what DC's fucked. <laughs> none of them are running anymore after that. <laughs> You have none racks. <laughs> Fifty racks torn up, but like <laughs> your PDU screaming at you, or your uh, your 
fuck. Your UPS is screaming at you, and yeah, you're fucked. Go ahead, Brent. Oh, yeah, so Javon, if you have 30 racks and someone cuts the cable umbilical for 15 of them, mm. how many are still functional? 3,665,000. If it's virtual. Yeah, you got 15 racks. Wow, good job. That's very I'm quick. getting good at this. Yeah, first try, good job. That's like the first time you, you answer correctly. Well, anyway, I realized a little while ago that I just recorded this whole thing on my laptop <laughs> mic and not my mic mic. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound that bad. So well, you guys are getting the mic mic, but Audacity's getting the laptop mic. I can. I think I can. Well, I don't know. I, I can replace your track with the mumble track, but it's also like. Yeah. Who decoding? knows which will really yeah. be better? It's also well, mostly it I, at some point I was rage typing and I I muted myself with my hardware <laughs> mute, but it was obviously on my mic and not my laptop. <laughs> So, rage typing. Oh, that'll be fantastic. I can't wait. Rage typing. Well, the good news is the mumble track is a split track and it's also flack, so I'll upload it. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm yeah, just we'll worried see. about like the opus overhead, you know? Just go ahead and upload your track, too. Anyway. Yeah, I'll compare it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. 15 claims. Anywhere. So, I guess you guys let the cat out of the bag that mm. we're trying to buy a house. I mean, I feel like anybody in their Discord could have figured it out by now. Why? I mean... I haven't said anything. I feel like I haven't trusted. You've hinted at it. You've hinted at it. Very heavily. And trusted. Uh, very, if they very were heavily. Spartan paying attention, they definitely would have figured it out. But, like, there's no secret in that. Uh-huh. And even if you're looking to buy, that doesn't mean you know. Well, it was it was just I didn't want to jinx it before we actually closed, you see. Uh, jinxing, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm so fucking enraged, I'm going to have to go chew yeah. some tobacco. Well, you're already under contract, right? So, like... There's not really much to jinx at this point. Well, other right, than the thing right. that's going on right now. Okay, Lockwood. to be fair, yeah. But, like, that in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big a deal. I know it seems like it is, but it, 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 it's all right. I'm sure it's all right. You'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, I have a bit of a debacle at the new place. So there's a couple things. So, so I guess if we're letting the cat all the way out of the bag, we may as well let the cat all the way out of the bag, right? Okay. Sure. So we are trying to move kind of up into the mountains a little bit. Chaitan's becoming a mountain man. Yeah, I don't have to go to work anymore. Robert Redford. You know, I work... Wait a minute. So, I mean, are you literally going to become like like a mountain man? Like, grow the beard? I mean, I think I think he thinks he is, but we'll see how long that lasts. No, I mean, I'm. we're just... The thing is, for me, mm-hmm. it is very expensive here. Not quite San Francisco levels of crazy, but, like, not that far off either. Mm. And so, you know, it was... How do you mean by crazy? I mean, seven hundred thousand dollars for the median price in Boulder is like eight hundred and sixty k. Okay, in twenty twenty. So the problem with Boulder is, and this wasn't done intentionally, the city is built in the middle of a bunch of open space, and that open space is owned by the city. Mm. It's kind of because, well, I mean, it's it's done intentionally because people here like to go out and enjoy nature, right? So they bought Mm -hmm. this. For the purpose of making sure that the city could never take over all of this space. And then the other thing is... also drives the price of the building. Well, so the other thing is, because of our view of the mountains here, there's also an ordinance that you can't build above a certain number of stories. So we can't go up. No no giant ham radio uh, antenna for you. Yeah, so there is literally, I think right now, there's one lot for residential zoning in Boulder that is not yet developed. Okay. And in 2021, it will be developed. Hmm. I think I remember reading that. But anyway, so the point is, anyway. we could, if we really wanted to, we could afford to live in Boulder, but we probably wouldn't be getting that much space. You know, it might be attached. 
like, also, urban environments suck. Well, I don't necessarily mind it. I I wasn't a fan for a long time, but then I lived it. I mean, there are nice things. But anyway, whole point is, you know, I don't have to commute anymore. And, you know, we just decided, you know, people come visit us pretty often here. And we just really wanted someplace for people to come and hang out and spend time and all that. And we just kind of started looking around in the mountains and realized we could get a lot more for our money. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, we don't have anybody to really think about. Like, we don't have kids or anything. So it's like, well, if we're going to try it, we may as well just do it now. Like, right. So let's go. So, you know, we found a realtor and started looking and stuff. And we found a place we really liked. There are some downsides to living in the mountains, huh? I'd imagine. My internet will only be 60 megabits per second down. <laughs> which personally doesn't actually bother me. Yeah, I mean, you say that now, but... <laughs> Why we'll would see. it? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, the thing is... It, that's totally fine for gaming and shit. Uh, depends on the game, I think. And no, as far as it work... It depends on if Katie's watching YouTube videos at the same time or whatever. No, and as far as work, you know, I'm shelling into other systems all day. So it has yeah, to be well, reliable, but it doesn't have to be fast. Again, I mean, you say that now, but we'll see. Uh-huh. I give uh-huh. it about three years before Jathan complains about it. Well, in three years, there might yep. be a better option. I doubt it. But Not anyway, mine. so... I'm sorry. That really doesn't bother me. I'm not worried about it. Fair enough. It's your, it's your life, man. The one thing about the house is there is not a lot of access in the basement or anything to the walls. What? Oh, okay. So I don't know how the hell I'm going to run Cat 6 throughout the attic. house. Attic. Go up through the attic. Can't. What do you mean you can't? Why not? I'll show you a picture. It is <sighs> okay. You could inaccessible, basically. Your attic is in it. You're, you're buying a house I mean, where I'd the have, attic is inaccessible. Well, it's super tiny. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I'd have to basically be working in and around the insulation. Or you're... Well, that's what you do. Is yeah. You work but also, this, the attic is just cool. above, basically... You'd have to see the house, I think. Okay. okay. Like, it is not going to help me get a cable into my living room, for example. Well, why not? It, it just... Yeah, so, you know what? Invite me over. We'll wire your Invite house Invite you up. over now. I bet yeah, you, invite I, us bet over. you I can do it. We'll come over. You're flying to Colorado we'll over. We'll take care. Right, well, you, you yep, can fly absolutely. me, but I'll, I'll wire your house with you. Okay, hold on. I'm finding a picture. Okay. Okay. Also, if you really need to, they do have those like uh, cable staple things, like the little plastic things. You can just run it alongside trim. Fish tape? Fish? fish what? Fish? No. No, they're like little plastic clips you, you kind of nail in. They're... What? No. What? What are you talking about? No. What are you talking are you... about? I will send you. What are you talking? Everybody, about? calm down. Done recording. I will send you what I'm talking about, Peyton. But right. you can, you can okay. I mean, you can run cabling alongside your trim, or even pop the trim off and run it underneath the trim. You could. Yes. All right. The fact that this. Okay. Yeah. Look at this picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's about normal. That's what I expect. You can run cabling through that. Where? Yeah. Where are you possibly going? Here? Under the insulation. Okay, hold on, I'm looking. Yeah. Just lift it up, run dude, it, loop dude, it. Dude, that's then... more than enough room to run a... There's no oh, way. I run... Yeah, that's why you run wiring And how am I going to get it down to my oh, basement? Through the wall. You drill yeah, a you hole. From the attic to the basement? Well, no. Yes. You don't need a, a bit that long. You just need to drill through where the... Right. The, it meets... Just, the interior wall should be hollow When anyway. was the house built, Jay 2007. Yeah, you absolutely can get cabling in those walls. It's never going to work. I can't. Don't be so defeatist. I absolutely guarantee you can do it. Well, anyway, the thing is, we're kind of going to be living in two places for like three months. Okay. Okay. I'm and still unclear what your plans are. 
Yeah. Well, I, I'm asking for the other thing here is, so I don't want to take my, like, good router necessarily up there right away. To your, what, uh, to your new place? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I need a second router. So I was thinking that I should just get an edge router from Ubiquity. But the you problem... They're they're Well, they're actually... The five-port one is only 100 bucks. Yeah, they're, they're cheap comparatively. But actually, no, it's not even. It's $59. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, comparatively, but it's, it's completely like sold out everywhere for all of time. <laughs> for all of time? I mean... There you go with that crystal ball again. No. So, I... Honestly, how long do you expect it to be until you're moved in? Until you're ready to move in? It's going to be about three months of overlap. You can get a, get by with like some bullshit rinky dinky Linksys or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But will it cover the whole house or what second? Because I'm going to have to work there some days. What do you got? Unify APs? Unify WAPs? No, I'm. It's whatever the router has. I'm going to need a wireless router probably. I thought you had WAPs. I have one. Okay. But if I take it, then so, I'm not going to... So if you're living at your current place, if you're living at your current place, right, how often are you going to be at this new house, and how do you how do you need the wireless coverage there while you're not there? Probably, like, one day during the week and maybe most of the weekends. Okay, so I think that's fine with just a regular off-the-shelf thing, right? I don't know, man. I don't want to just buy it to buy it. I want something that I'll be able to reuse later, I think. Well... The problem here is if you get a full like Edgemax router, now you're stuck with a really decent router and your current really decent router that you built. Yeah. So now you have no use for one of those that you sunk a ton of money. But with. if I were going to have a spare router laying around, wouldn't you want it to be an Edge router? No. I mean, you could throw OpenWT on something else, you know? I guess. So, like, that's that's not that big a deal. I, I, honestly, you never know when, like, an OpenWT rinky dinky WAP type router thing comes in handy. Yeah. I thought it would never be useful. I have one running upstairs right now as a remote is a meshed WAP for my camera. So well so the thing is what the other thing is we're considering and here's I don't know how this all necessarily works. So uh uh-huh. you may have some insight and you may not. The whole thing is right, I don't necessarily need blazing fast internet for my day to day. But I need internet, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm working full remote. Well, yeah. When are you getting internet in your new house, too? Like, how Probably long right away days? because we don't have cell phone service there. Oh, that's a fun addition to add. Wow. Well, with our carrier. Wow. With our carrier. We have found other carriers. You carriers? What? Are you switching carriers? Probably, but not straight away. Okay. Okay. So but we will want internet because then we can do Wi-Fi texting calling and also... We're trying to redo mm-hmm. some of the stuff in the house ourselves, and we're like DIY idiots, so we're going to need YouTube. <laughs> you can, if you have uh, YouTube Red or Pro or whatever the fuck they call it now, you can download videos for offline viewing. Yeah, that's true, but you just don't know what you need to Or you could just sometimes. YouTube DL and upload it directly on your phone. You know, but anyway, so, so the other thing about it, though, is the internet. So right now we have Comcast, which everyone knows is terrible, and they're a bad company, and you should never right. buy them, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. But it's all we have where we're at now. Hmm. Up there, we will not have Comcast, and our internet's going to be about half the cost that it is now. I mean, yeah, that's what I expect for... So, I was thinking about, honestly, getting a second ISP also. Like a wireless broadband or something. Because then, literally paying for two ISPs, I'd be paying the same thing I am now for Comcast. Mm. You know, so the question is... You could get two lines from that new ISP and bond them. 
You can do in-home bonding? I actually, the previous seller communicated to us that they had that. Oh, okay. But, Which so is I probably ask you how doable that would be, and if you think that's a good idea, or if instead I should just... So bonding is something you would want to do on your DIY router itself. Right, you, but you the question is... You wouldn't use that second router. Yeah. Right, right, I know. But the question is, one, is there a, a commercial router that's like consumer level that can do it? Uh, I think OpenWRT can, but... Yeah. Because here's the thing, is the same thing, like, if my, you know, DIY router just took a shit, I, I right now have something I could plug in and use to keep working. So the problem with that is you need two separate NICs to do I know. bonding, right? I know. And, and no commercial consumer, routers really have, like, consumer level have... Yeah, they have yeah. one NIC and one switch to NIC. Right. By, the, by the way, guys, if you're listening and you didn't know, the WAN port on your, you know, rinky-dinky off-the-shelf router is a single NIC. And then there's only one other NIC, typically, where, where the, yeah. the four ports are. Those are all switched to one single internal NIC. So, and it may or may not even be a completely shared bus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean yeah. So do keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so here's my thing. So so I don't. Think, the question well, is though. To answer your question, I don't think consumer routers. I don't think you can find a consumer router with two WAN NICs. Right. So okay. So my other thing though is maybe the Doxis Four surfboard will. I, I think that has them, but I mean they're pro, they're like one sixty. So well, I mean, I'd be worth it to pay it for, in my opinion, but. The other thing then is, if instead, so let's say I don't do the bonded thing, like we're fine with the 60 megs, like I'm not going to pursue that straight away. I'm going to at least see how I do with with 60 megs. Okay. Let's say instead we end up with two different ISPs. Mm. What is the right way to do that in my house so that I can basically just cut over from one to the other? It's, so number one. Not seamlessly, obviously, but. Right. Well, number one, I mean, you can still do bonding just fine with two different ISPs. You know, that's kind of... No, I mean, you can. Yeah, it's it's a little weird to do. No, I mean, they don't... At the end of the day, all that matters is that you're coming from two different... Right, but the thing is, if you... Because with a bonded pair, mm-hmm. by default at least, the traffic is more or less balanced across the two. Yeah. So if one is drastically slower than the other, every other fucking page load could be... You know, or every other stream you create or whatever could be shitty and one would be great. Okay, so I see. I'm assuming so that's your concern. I, well, so you yeah, want to actual like fallback that's I, cheaper but much less good. Well, I'm guessing what would be available is some kind of like wireless based broadband. Okay, which yeah. they're not great, but yeah, it's better yeah. than having no internet, right? So, again, I have no idea. I probably my idea is I would just try this for like a year. If my primary internet, you know never goes out well i don't really need both but i right. just don't know so i think the linux kernel itself does let you automatically fail over to a separate mic to a different mic but i mean you ha- you'd have to but how does it know when one loses uh like, so you, you have like tx and rx rates transmit and receive right yeah if you're you can craft it i mean you can tell it how to switch over but it'll handle it automatically for you after that where you can say like if this if x number of tx Packets happen with no receive, switch over. Really? That's just yeah. a built-in mechanism? Yeah, that's in the kernel. How do you I, configure that? Uh, I have Imagine. no idea. It's prob- probably TC, but... Oh, well, yeah. you and I are pretty good at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking TC, I know. Oh, Jesus. But, I mean, you may be able to do it with IP route, too. IP route, too. Something in that suite. Because I know that they replaced TC with something, but I can't remember what it is. 
But yeah, I and if you have bonding, it will switch over upon failure. But you also don't want that balancing. And I think when you bond, you can set a preferred interface. Yeah, so here's what I was thinking is year one, I would get two different ISPs. Okay. See how that goes. If after a year we really don't have any issues with one, then I would probably pursue the bonded pair idea. From whichever was more reliable. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, you could just template... What what are you using on your DIY router? Shorewall? I think I switched. Really? To just straight up NF tables. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. More power to NF tables. I, I finally started using them. By the way. Well, I, I just I knew that if I did it there, it would force me to know what the hell I was talking yeah. about at least a little. I really like it because you can include I don't and and think I really like it, but it's better than IP tables. Like it's a lot IP better tables. than IP tables. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot better visually too because you can actually indent. <laughs> but yeah, huh. so the nice thing with NF tables is that it's a lot more templatable because you have these things like include tables and stuff. So you could just leave have two separate like. NAT rules, for instance, right? Two different NAT tables in, in your NF table setup, and leave one commented out. Yeah, that would force that would masquerade you to a different interface. So wait, yeah. So well, so no, switching no, switching upon failover, you you know you may not want to fuck with the automatic part because admittedly it's probably a fucking pain in the ass knowing TC and that, and that kind of shit. But if you don't want to fuck with it and you'd rather do a manual switchover, it at least is going to be a very easy manual switchover. Well, the problem is switch I have to account for me not being there. Um, like, it has to be something that I could... So I track outages on my router? You know, yeah. obviously I don't have two ISP connections, so I can't switch. But it's just a little bit of logic change, right? Yeah. So you're I, saying I could script it? Yeah, absolutely. I think you could. Especially with something like IP tables where it's easily templatable. Yeah. Something like Python Engine 2. A little bit of sub-process action in there to, to restart NF tables, and, and you're you're done. Mm-hmm. There, for what it's worth, there is there is an NF tables parser in Python, too, so you can directly manage some rules there. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would be the way to do it. Like, ping an IP you know accepts ICMP packets, and... If so it if I were on, getting a bonded pair from my ISP, though, I'd have to have two fucking cable modems? Some let you... Manage multiple lines on a single modem. Like that new surfboard I was talking about, that lets you yeah. connect two different, or I think up to four or three or four. I think actually, yeah, Netgear has a model now that will do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, don't get Netgear cable. Netgear fucking sucks for prosumer stuff. Yes, yes. Dude, <laughs> that is what you told me to buy. No, I told you to get a, a consumer, not a, a surfboard. It's a Motorola. No. Yeah, when did I say to buy a Netgear? You told me to buy a Netgear. When? When I was having my internet issues, which I'm literally still having because it's not a problem with my hardware. Uh, I don't think I ever told you to get a neck hair. Dude, show me did. the logs. Show me the logs. I will literally show you. Okay. But anyways, what, 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 wait, was it the enterprise neck hair stuff? Because that's half decent. Okay. 11, 12, 2020. Yeah. At JFan from you. I'm mm-hmm. personally pretty happy with a Netgear CM1000. Yeah, that's a look. That's at, look what up I'm talking price. about. Look up the price. It's not a consumer model. I own it. Oh, okay. it's sitting next to me. Okay, <laughs> I got it because you told me to buy it. Fantastic. It was like a 200 bucks. It was. You know why, Jathan? Because it's not yeah. a consumer model. Well, I didn't know that. I just <laughs> I fucking bought it. Yeah. Told me okay. To. So Netgear consumer and prosumer, which is stuff. stupid, by the way. <laughs> I never just buy things because Brent tells me to. Well, I usually get pretty good advice. That's not true. This was like a days discu- days long discussion it, in our it channel. It was, though. to be fair. Yeah. 
We but yeah, no, the CM100 is pretty good because it's not their prosumer and consumer shit. It's an actual uh, professional. Well, that's what's model. sitting next to me right now. Yeah, so that's why it's 200 bucks. But there are models out there that let you... It'll even do like bonded connections within the modem itself. You don't even need to fuss with that. So it takes care of the bonding. Yeah. yeah that would be badass. But the downside of that is if you've got two different speeds, I don't know how configurable that is. And I don't know if it'll automatically yeah, switch yeah. upon failover and stuff. But I would only want to do it at the modem level if it were a single ISP, probably. Yeah. And even then, like, man, if, if, if it's like a routing issue and you happen to get like the same sub allocation for both connections, that's going to suck. Because then you're, you know, you're, you're shit out of luck no matter what. But yeah, but that's part of the risk of bonding, I guess. But yeah, so there are cable owners that will do that for you. Again, not cheap because they're not consumer bullshit. Okay, but dude, but, when you say not cheap, the thing is, I'm literally going to be cutting my internet bill in half. So after a year, yeah, well, like I'll half, make up that difference. You know? You're cutting it in half with two ISP connections. I don't know. It depends if they charge the same amount for both or what. Well, they they probably will. Well, even if they do, then I'll be paying the exact same thing. Right, but plus the well, yeah, the plus fancy the, expensive, the yeah. Well, we're IT people, you know. <laughs> Gotta have the best. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So that's wow. This is a really long claims. Yeah, we need to. We need to. We need to go. Yeah. So I'll wrap yeah, it up real quick. We do. Definitely can get cables on your walls. You just need to poke around right, a little. You're bit. coming out here. Yeah. I'll, we'll chew I'll, some tobacco I'll together. I'll, I'll build my workbench. I'll build your work a woodshed. We'll run your cable. Yeah, Peter can, can build your, your stuff. I'll terminate your Cat 6A. I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> I'll bring my Cat 6A spool. It'll be a post time. party. And you'll give us all beer and you'll feed us. And then <laughs> yeah. we'll leave. Coors Light only. Fine. Yeah, it's better than nothing. It's free beer. I, I need to drink water when I'm working free, anyway. So free beer is, is hard to argue with. Taste yeah, so to close this out, any closing remarks? Anyone going? No. Go with God. Go on. I have Okay, this has been Sysadministrivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Peyton. Bye. See you around.